The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us here on Friday morning. I know some of you guys are getting ready to have some time off. And I guess if the weather weather holds up, uh, you'll be doing some things outdoors or maybe just relaxing from the week. I don't know. Uh, because I know some people are working. They're actually going to work. And good for you. Good for you. Resist the tyrants is obedience to God. God says that you should be working six days a week. You get one day of rest. And um, if you're submitting to the tyrants and being a couch potato all the time or whatever, <laughs> then repent. Okay? Uh, it's a command. It's a command to do that. And working is a good thing. It's good for our bodies. It's good for our minds. Um, it is It is something that is productive. It is something that is honorable as well. And so um, defy the tyrants in that and do what you're supposed to do. Okay? I'm going to give you something simple off the bat here. We've got a, a topic today of the COVID-19 endgame. And going to be discussing a few of those things. Um, I didn't... We we downloaded the software for the phones, got in the one day, and uh, we took a couple of calls, and I go to open it up again. It says, oh, you need to update again, and I've lost the link that I was sent uh, because you have to do it through a link. Anyway, we would take some calls on this issue if I had that set up, so I'm going to get that set back up. We're going to try to maybe have that for, for Nurse Kate tomorrow. And by the way, um, on our show tomorrow, which is the Health and Wellness Show, that's at 8 a.m. Eastern Time with uh, Nurse Kate out of the... Uh, UK. Uh, she's going to have some pretty exciting news. She got called from a guy in a castle over there who does what I, I think it's called Camelot TV. And they asked her to come on and uh, to share what she's been doing there. They called her a leading voice in Britain there, uh, setting a, a voice of influence there. And so we're we're so thankful that God put us uh, together that we can do the show together, and I hope it will be very beneficial to everyone who listens. So tune in for that 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Real quickly, if you want to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can catch the video version of the radio there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can also catch that on my Twitter feed at FPPTim, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, our YouTube channel at Dean Sons of Liberty, beforeitsnews.com, we're on there as well, and dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Uh, we're also on Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty. 
and Sons of Liberty Media. Um, so if you guys want to check us out, you can do so. That's the video portion of the radio show. Uh, we can see the face that's made for radio. Uh, Brian, Joni, David, Jonathan, CC, Russell, Linda. Hope I'm not missing anybody. Joy, uh, several people in here. Eric, uh, one Roman, Douglas, lots of people in the in the different chat on different platforms. Bill, um, wow, a lot of people today. Uh, Monica, I just want to say good morning to everyone. Thank you for joining us here in the chat. And uh, some other guys, Don and Lee uh, and Troy and Allison and Kirk, thank you so much for your support. These are the people that I actually see uh, who made comments, or it actually tells me they're there. Some of them I don't see. So thank you for joining us this morning. Okay, so quickly, let me get this one out of the way, and we'll, we'll get to, uh, to what we're, what we're going to talk about. People are always asking, again, what can we do with the information that we get? How, what can we do with that? Well, there are several things. Some is, yes, continue to bombard those who represent you. Um, I have taken uh, an issue to where if you get 30 to 40 people within a certain small amount of time to contact a representative, how shall we say this? It puts the fear of God in them. That's the old phrase. It doesn't put the fear of God. It puts the fear of the people in them. Um, The fear of God is something else. But it puts the fear of the people in them. And so what they have to do is they have to respond. So I'm one that says don't give up on that. Just organize with other people in your community or friends that you have online and say, at this time between 10 and 11 on whatever day, we're going to call about this particular issue to our representative, our state representative. You're going to hit the same one over and over and over, not a variety of them, the same ones. Do it in your area. All politics is local. Okay, Keep that in mind. The other thing is, is the protests that are coming out. But it's going to take more than protesting. It's going to take more than saying, hey, you're wrong. Please open up. See, that's begging. In our con- under our Constitution, we are the sovereigns and they are our servants. They are the ones who serve us. Okay? The states created the federal government, not the other way around. And in both areas, whether it's the state or the federal government, it is the people who are in charge. And they delegate that authority to those that represent them. That's why they're called, they're not called leaders, they're called representatives of the people. Okay? And so they are to do on our behalf what we sent them to do, and what did we send them to do? Did we send them up there to get things done? No, we did not. We sent them up there to follow the law, to make sure the law is enforced. That's the governor's job. That's the president's job. And when law is written by Congress, it is not necess- it is not moral law they write. That's already written. We already have it. God's already given us the moral law. And when we just codify God's moral law into the law that we have, we're just thinking God's thoughts after him. That's what we do. But what we do is we give them permission to write laws about certain things that are not necessarily moral things, but they're not things that they can go and say, oh, well, you get, we're going to fine you so much money if you don't wear a seatbelt, or if you run, if, if you get caught by one of our scammers, our red light scammers, which are unconstitutional, then uh, we're going to fine you for that, but we're not going to turn in insurance. And they'll tell you it's about safety. That's what they tell you. 
That's how they get it. This is the same thing that we're going to talk about here with uh, the end game. But I want to give you another example of people who said, here's the thing. We are not going to take this anymore. And they're getting the agents of the state now. This happens out of Idaho. Protesters surround a cop's house. At, and look, I spoke well of the cops yesterday, so, so don't anybody give me any lip about it. I mean, if the guy's acting, if he's behaving badly, he needs to be addressed. They surround his house after video showed him arrest a mom for bringing kids to a park. Good for these people. This is how it used to be done. This is how it used to be done. Going to give you just a little bit of this. Uh, for those who are watching, whoops, uh, you'll be able to see. It's 100% people. And that is all will be. Um, but we do want to make sure that the Meridian Police Department, you guys understand that uh, you guys treat us respectfully, obviously we treat you respectfully. I spoke to the guy, we didn't have a city hall. Yeah. I'm the guy that spoke to the gentleman in the street. Oh, okay. I'm not the Meridian City. Meridian City. That was not me. That was earlier tonight. Okay, so that was probably Wayne. Yeah, wait. If you went to City Hall right now and broke the doors down, we went inside, what would happen? They weren't damaging property. During daytime. Okay, so I, I'm jumping around here a little bit uh, for people who were who are wondering. The, it's like 12 minutes. If you want to check out the video, go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This is by Matt Agarist. It's called Idaho Protesters Surround Cop's House After Video Showed Him Arrest Mom for Bringing Kids to Park. I just want to show you. I, I was trying to get the, the crowd that was there. There was, there was quite a crowd of people at this, guy, this cop's house. Now, everybody was behaving themselves. Nobody was acting irrational or anything else. But you can see the mentality of the police officers here. They're respectful of the people, yet they're trying to justify the unjustifiable. Okay? And, um, <laughs> yes, Bill, six Semper Tyrannus, that's correctly. Um, so here's the thing people are starting to come to grips with the fact that they just can't sit back and let government and the agents of the state walk all over them. And they're going to confront them. And either there's going to be repentance on, on the part of these guys doing such nonsense as arresting a mom for bringing her kids to the park. Or there's going to be, eventually, a violence that takes place. There's just going to be. This is the history of man. Okay? It's just the history of man. I'm not saying anything that isn't true. We can restrain ourselves for so long, can't we? Now, one of the things uh, that I do want to talk about today is the coronavirus COVID-19 endgame. I've already told you the whole coronavirus COVID-19 is a hoax. It is a lie that you can spread it to someone else. It is an absolute lie. It is unprovable. It hasn't, and people say, well, can you prove that people can't do it? I don't have to. I'm not the one who told you that it could be spread and making you stand six feet apart and not be around people in your family. Wear a stupid mask that isn't going to save you from anything. I'm not the one who told you to do that. I'm not the one having coronavirus task force come out with lying doctors 
I'm not the lying CDC. I'm not the lying WHO, World Health Organization. Those people have to prove it, and they can't because it's a lie. And they have they have so done they have so lied so well because they're from their father the devil, and he's a liar, and the truth is not in him. And because that is the case, the people have just sat down. And in many cases, it's because many of those people have the devil as their father, and they listen to him more than they listen to God. Now, I'm going to get to the coronavirus endgame, which Dr. Chuck Baldwin wrote on yesterday. And I know a lot of people don't like Chuck Baldwin. That's fine. That's fine. But I can tell you this, as long as I've been reading the columns, the guy's pretty much right on the mark. And he had it come out yesterday, Corona Endgame, Forced Vaccinations, Total Control, and Surveillance of Our Lives. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of that in just a moment. But one of those things um, that, that talks about the forced vaccinations, I had an article out yesterday, uh, Human Rights Attorney. The World Health Organization wants to remove family members from homes, and they will do it by force. Now, this is not just um, a plan. This is not just a theory. We've had at least a couple of stories where they've actually went in, and they've taken children from the home because the parents tested positive for coronavirus. Yep, that's right. Going to give you that in just a moment. But here's what I want to do. I want to open this one up because um, this is uh, human rights attorney Lee Dundas. And this is only about three or four minutes long, but I think you need to hear it. And you need to hear why she takes such a passionate stand for being against uh, you know, government, this theory from who, to take family members out of their home. All right. Here it comes. Lee Dundas, who wants to remove family members from homes? Hang on. Lee Dundas, human rights attorney. A few days ago, a leader of the World Health Organization did something that was absolutely unprecedented and that I would submit as a problem, not just for every American, but for everyone on this planet. Transmission has been taken off the streets and pushed back into family units. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. We cannot afford to take such statements at face value. It may be that they have good intentions, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when they say that they're going to remove your child from your home and from you. If the person doing it has good intentions, if they have bad intentions, or if there is a third category of a plan that had admittedly innocent intentions at its outset, but was subsequently hijacked and perverted to use for a very bad end in the final result. At the outset, you simply can't tell what the purpose is. You can't tell, I can't tell, and I would submit even the gentleman at the World Health Organization cannot tell how it's going to end. At no point ever has any government come to their population and said, we are going to remove your child from you and we're going to do it with force or we're going to do it not for their own good. Of course they don't telegraph these things, because if they did, by the time they got to the citizen's front door, they would have a veritable bloodbath on their hands and World War III. 
On that note, I want to tell you a quick story uh, from Cambodia that involves myself and my daughter. Uh, we were traveling there. For those who aren't familiar, they had a genocide some decades ago when uh, I was a child. They rounded up the powers at that time in, in the state, in the country, rounded up all of the people who were living in Phnom Penh, uh, all of the doctors, lawyers, architects, accountants, and made them and their families go out into the countryside to live a better life for their own good. Many of those individuals ended up face down in a ditch, in an unmarked grave. And every year when the rains come, things from those shallow graves rise to the top, still to this day. And my daughter was sitting in the middle of the killing field, looking at a tiny toddler's dress that had washed up the year prior. And she looked at me and she said, Mama, how did this happen? And I knelt down to her and I said, Honey, they lied. The people in power lied to everybody else. And by the time anybody figured it out, it was too late. So a final word for those who are clinging hopefully to the notion that the World Health Organization can somehow pull off this plan without the use of force. You're incorrect. Make no mistake, it will be by force. And here's why I know that. Because I don't care who you are, Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal, or a guy living underground in a bunker in Idaho with 500 weapons to his name, I don't care who you are. When the government shows up at your door and says they are removing your child or your wife, everybody but everybody resists going gently or quietly into that dark night. You cannot afford to take these statements at face value. You simply cannot, because you don't know how it's going to end. And every damned unmarked grave, from the killing fields of Cambodia where I work, to Auschwitz, stands as a testament to those who did that calculation optimistically and got it horribly wrong. You have a duty right now. You have a duty to yourself, to your children, and if no one else, to the people who came before you. You need to stand up with every channel you have left to your power and say, this is wrong. We have gone too far and it must stop. Amen. It must stop. And uh, it's only going to stop with us, folks. It really is only going to stop with us. Now, when it comes to the issue of forced vaccines, and she says everyone will resist going quietly. I got one thing to say. See that right there? That's my vaccine for those who come to try to take my kids. I already learned it. I learned it a long time ago. This vaccine is produced with lead and copper. I don't make that as a threat. I know what it is to face down CPS. I know what it is to be ignorant of what was going on. And I know that when they come to do things like this, we have to resist it. There are people in our families who are depending on us, men. They're depending upon us. And we have to be, we have to be the men. We have to do these things. So you heard there from Lee Dundas. Uh, what, a, what a lot of passion and a lot of truth there to be conveyed to the people this is a woman who's seen it, right? She's seen what went on down there in Cambodia. I've done numerous articles where government, you know, you think a school shooting, look, and I'm not making light of school shootings, but the fact of the matter is a lot of them appear to be on the outset hoax. That's what they appear to be. I'm not saying nobody died. I'm not saying that. 
I'm just saying we're not told the truth about a lot of this stuff. We're just not. And the fact of the matter is we see these kinds of things and we think, oh, it's so terrible. And then the media jumps in and says, this doesn't happen. In... It's 45. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> the um, <clears throat> It'll stop a CPS worker, probably uh, anybody else who comes with them. And they're succumbing in body armor, and then I've got a different, a different kind of vaccine. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I'm off topic now. Everybody's got me talking about bullets. Sorry about that. <laughs> For the radio show audience, I just held up a 45. That's all. Um, I was going to get one of my 223s or one of the 762x54s with the steel core and all that other. Uh, I was just going to joke with that. Anyway, don't want to get off on that. That's not really what it was. Um, but it, it, this, that is the resistance. And it is part of why you have a Second Amendment. It is to prevent tyranny. It is to secure a free state. That's what the Second Amendment clearly states. And, that, and it's tied to the militia, the community of people. Not just one guy, not just me, like or the lady set out in Idaho with 150,000 uh, or 500 weapons. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, if you got 150,000, that's quite a deal. You can supply the militia. But it is, to, it is to defend yourself, life, liberty, and I would say property. That was the original language, not pursuit of happiness. That's been twisted in a whole bunch of other mess um, that really needs to be, uh, should have been clarified. It really should have. All right, so... That's on the mandatory vaccine front. Now, what I want to do is I want to read you just a little bit of Pastor Baldwin's piece because, you know, Pastor Baldwin has come under attack for a lot of things, mainly for exposing Zionism and Christian Zionism and calling people to, rep- to, to repent over that, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because the true Israel are the people of God. Now, if you, that didn't make sense to you, let me clarify it. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, whether you call yourself a Jew or a Gentile, and you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you've repented of your sins, guess what? You're a part of Israel. It doesn't matter your geopolitical status. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have the faith of Abraham, then you are a child of Abraham. And the people of God are the temple of God. We're not looking at a building. We may meet in a building. I'm not denying that. But, but the building is not the ecclesia, the, the people of God, the assembly of God. And this was all throughout the Old and New Testaments. Okay? For more on that, maybe we'll have Pastor Baldwin on. Uh, we talked about this before with him on the afternoon show, Sons of Liberty. And maybe we'll have him on to discuss some more of this. I think it's a very important thing. I think Zionism and dispensationalism has hamstrung the Church of Jesus Christ to where we can't even see what's going on right now. We're so tied up with an occultist Jewish guy by the name of Jared Kushner and his wife Ivanka, you know, claiming that they're going to bring us all kinds of good stuff while they're doing the very opposite. They're, uh, he's looking to infringe more on liberty she says, oh, we got your back. We're fighting for you. You small businesses, we, we're fighting for you. Well, we didn't elect you. You're a bureaucrat, a liberal one at that. We didn't, we didn't elect you. 
and then the ties to Israel. It's just the whole the whole thing is just as crooked as a dog's hind leg. Okay, it is. But here's Pastor Baldwin um, on his piece yesterday. He said this plan would not have worked had Donald Trump not been in the White House. Think about that a second. There are th- there are several things that I have said. Donald Trump has done more to advance gun confiscation laws than Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka ever thought of doing. Because when Barack did it, it was just right in your face, right? And everybody said, no, 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 you're not going to do that. And many times he was stopped in his tracks. But with Trump, boy, we've seen the red flag laws go out, you know, just like crazy throughout the states. He hasn't put a stop to it, and he does have authority to do that. That is not a state's rights issue. It isn't. Because those states take the same approach to the Second Amendment. They, they say that they will uphold the Constitution. And in many states, like my state, the right to keep and bear arms is word for word what it is in the U.S. Constitution. And so as soon as you get into red flag laws, you are violating a whole bunch, okay? You're violating a whole bunch of the rights of the people, and you have usurped where you're supposed to be, okay? But here's what he says. The plan would not have worked had Donald Trump not been in the White House. This plan totally depended on evangelical pastors and churches sheepishly going along with it. Why? Because they have traded God for a political idol. Look at them. In Trump we trust, right? And some of the nonsense that that comes out, it's, it's just blasphemous. Even among Christians, they've traded the true God for an idol. This they would not have done had a liberal Democrat been in the White House. Are you kidding? Commanding churches to cancel their services, no communions, no baptisms, no Easter services, a total shutdown of houses of worship nationwide? Are you kidding me? You and I both know that if Hillary Clinton were president and she had said that no more than 10 people could assemble in the church or anywhere else for that matter, Pastors and Christians would have protested in the streets and would have defiantly continued their public services in mass. But because Donald Trump issued the declaration, almost the entire evangelical world bowed the knee to the state without a whimper. Without a whimper. They were not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were the other guys. They were the satraps and the governors, and all those guys that showed up, bowing the knee to this tyranny. That's what they were doing. The rest was easy, says Baldwin. Restaurant closures, business closures, school closures, travel restrictions, rationed medical care, and empty hospitals. Once evangelicals had been neutralized, there was no resistance. There was no resistance. Even so-called patriot leaders, such as Oath Keepers founder and President Stuart Rhodes, joined the chorus of big government shills calling for government lockdown of our lives. Rhodes' open letter to governors could have been easily written by big pharma fascist Anthony Fauci. By the way, on April 3rd, after reading Stuart's Nazi-esque letter, I resigned my position as national chaplain of Oath Keepers. Uh, You know, say what you want to about uh, Dr. Baldwin, but he puts his money where his mouth is, doesn't he? It costs him something there. And 
This is this is what he did. He even stepped down as the national chaplain of Oath Keepers. A few more lines here. Speaking of Fauci, this little tyrant, along with Mr. Global Government himself, Bill Gates, have positioned themselves to make billions of dollars in profits from government-mandated forced vaccinations, which they're both screaming for. And make no mistake about it, Anthony Fauci knows exactly what he's doing. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And who's giving him the platform to do all this, folks? Who's doing that? You people who fuss about Fauci, and you fuss about Burks, and you fuss about Gates, who's giving him the platform to do what he's doing? Why don't you fuss about that guy? That's right, that's President Trump. He's the one who parades him out every day And why we need, again, a coronavirus task force daily meeting is beyond me. It's propaganda. And it isn't coming from Democrats. You can scream and tell me about how they wanted to impeach him. That was all the show. I've told you that time and time again. It's WWE. And if you don't know what that is, it's uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. You've seen wrestling? You see how they pit the guys against one another, the good guy and the bad guy, but it's really a show because they're out drinking and hanging out together later after the show? And then you switch it around a couple of years, and they become the best of friends, and they're on a tag team, and they're fighting some other, or, 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 whoever. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on in D.C. So if you're mad at Fauci... Look at the guy giving my platform every day to say, no, 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 I don't know that we can let people go back. Well, nobody elected you. You're a bureaucrat and a stupid, well, you're a stupid one at that because you're going to get what's coming to you too. If your life is to make money, God says you aren't only gonna, you're going to serve God or you're going to serve money. And these people have chosen to serve money. That's what they're about. That's why they push economy, 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 economy. They never push morals. They never push justice. They never push the law. They make up law as they go. They make up law as they go. And they turn you into a criminal. They turn me into a criminal over something that we should not be criminalized for. Here's the other part. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the son of former U.S. Attorney Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, and nephew of former President John F. Kennedy, and chairman of Children's Health Defense, wrote, and we had this up previously as well, vaccines for Bill Gates are a strategic philanthropy that feed his many vaccine-related businesses, including Microsoft's ambition to control a global vaccination ID enterprise and give him dictatorial control of global health policy. Gates's obsession with vaccines seems to be fueled by a conviction to save the world with technology. He's not interested in saving the world. He believes in depopulation. This is what Bill Gates believes in. Not saving the world. So he's in utter, you know, loggerheads with his with what he says and what he does. Okay? Gates obsession, uh, excuse me. Promising his share of $450 million of $1.2 billion to eradicate polio. Is that an issue today? Eradicating polio? I mean, really? Is that that an issue that I'm unaware of, that I haven't heard of? Gates took control of India's National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization. He's also chunked a bunch of money into World Health Organization. 
which is the guy we heard from at the first, which mandated up to 50 doses of polio vaccines through overlapping immunization programs to children before the age of five, Indian doctors blamed the Gates campaign for a devastating non-polio acute flaccid paralysis epidemic that paralyzed nearly 500,000 children beyond expected rates between 2000 and 2017. And in 2017, the Indian government dialed back Gates' vaccine regimen and asked Gates and his vaccine policies to leave India. Well done, India. You learned your lesson. And these, uh, these paralysis rates dropped precipitously. This is what um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had pointed out. And there's stories out on this. It isn't like we don't, we don't have that. We don't have that information. This is exactly what's going on. But there's more. Let me give you a couple other examples that are listed by uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. In 2017, the World Health Organization reluctantly admitted that the global explosion in polio is predominantly vaccine strain. Now, isn't that interesting? They're telling you the truth, but you won't believe them because they'll turn around and say you need a vaccine. How stupid do people have to be to take it? How stupid do people have to be to take any vaccine, for that matter? Well, Tim, you're just anti-science, and you're... No, I'm not. Real science, I'm not against. Fake science, Nazi-style science, I'm against. Lying science, I'm against. Remember, Paul warned Timothy about that. Science falsely so-called. You need to be aware of it. This is why we're doing the Health and Wellness Show. Everything that, that will be talked about is virtually natural. It's natural. It's things God has given us to do. It's things that He has communicated to us that we should be doing to take care of ourselves. Not looking to the sorcery of Big Pharma, which ends up destroying people more than it does really helping them. I mean, honestly, it may give you something, a Band-Aid for a short time, and then you got to have another Band-Aid to fix whatever that's doing in your body, and then before you know it, you're on 20 or 30 drugs. And this is where the politicians have you. Well, they have to choose whether they're going to eat a can of dog food out of the, out of the refrigerator or they're going to buy their medicine. See how they get you? These people are in bed together. And this is how they get you. And they want you to vote for them. Because they're promising something to you they just are not going to deliver. So in 2017, this came from that vaccine strain. The most frightening epidemics in Congo, Afghanistan, and the Philippines are all linked to vaccines. In fact, by 2018, 70,000 or 70,000, 70% of global polio cases were vaccine strain. They didn't come from something in the body. It was something introduced to the body from the outside. In 2009, the Gates Foundation funded tests of experimental HPV vaccines developed by GlaxoSmithKline and Merck on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian provinces. 
Approximately 1,200 suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune and fertility disorders. Seven died. Indian government investigations charged that Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations. That means they were committing crimes. Pressuring vulnerable village girls into the trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to the injured girls. The case is now in the county's Supreme Court. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a Phase three trial of GSK's experimental malaria vaccine. By the way, the same thing that I suggested to you guys um, with regard to any of this coronavirus nonsense, if you even had it, <laughs> just, how, do you, how would you know? You're going to have to trust the same people who are lying to you about vaccines. I, this is what I tell people, even when they tell me that somebody's got it or somebody, I mean, I just have to question it. Not that I'm trying to be hardened to people. I'm not trying to be that. But you have to see the propaganda that's been put out, the padded numbers and all this stuff. You have to look at it and go, how do we know that person died of it? Well, they wrote it on the death certificate. Yeah, but we know they're told to do that. We know they're padding. the that you can't. We have people that aren't even being tested and writing COVID-19. How do you know? Well, the reality is you don't, and neither do I. So how can we say for certain that anybody's died from it? I mean, I'm just, I'm just... I'm just trying to be honest here. I'm not saying people don't die. But we know that they're lying about how they die. This should be in everybody's mind. It really should be at the forefront of their mind. Are we being lied to? And I would say, yes, we are being lied to. Every single day we're being lied to. Now, more from Baldwin, or from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. here. During 2002, Menafrivac campaign in sub-Saharan Africa, Gates' operation forcibly vaccinated thousands of African children against meningitis. Approximately 50 of the 500 children vaccinated developed paralysis. 50 out of 500, that's what? 10%, isn't it? Let me ask you something, folks. If you're told you'll get a vaccine, and this is going to cure coronavirus, look at the people and say, is it going to come from your wealth to pay me if I get paralysis? Are you going to take care of my family if this thing kills me? If I have an apoplectic reaction to it? Are you going to do that? Because I can tell you, I've asked doctors and nurses in a hospital who are trying to force us into that with, uh, with one of our children. And none of them, every one of them says, well, no, sir. I said, then quit telling me it's safe. Stop it. Get out of here. Quit coming back in here with that little piece of paper. Quit. Because if you can't tell me that it's doing that and put your name on the line, now I don't believe you. I'm not that I believe them anyway. Here's what he went on to say about that. Those 50 out of 500 children vaccinated developed paralysis. South African newspapers complained, we are guinea pigs for the drug makers. That's right, you are. Nelson Mandela's former senior economist, Professor Patrick Bond, describes Gates' philanthropic (laughs) practices. There's a lot of stuff to read here this morning. As ruthless and immoral 
In addition to using his philanthropy to control WHO, UNICEF, Gabby, and PATH, Gates funds a private pharmaceutical company. Isn't that interesting? That does what? Manufactures vaccines, is donating $50 million to 12 pharmaceutical companies to speed up development of a coronavirus vaccine. And in his recent media appearances, Gates appears confident that the COVID-19 crisis will now give him the opportunity to force his dictatorial vaccine programs on all American children and adults. And you go, but he's given his money. I mean, it's millions of dollars. Yeah, but the return on the investment is going to be huge because when he starts cranking these things out, guess who's going to be paying for them? You are, through your government, through unconstitutional spending. See why unconstitutional spending means something? See why you people out there wanting to vote for balanced budget? You don't need that. I don't want them to balance their budget. What I want them to do is only spend money on what is authorized in the Constitution. That's what I want. That's what you should want. Because when it's not, it gets paid to develop a whole lot of stuff that we never authorized them to be dealing with in the first place. Among those are health and human services. That was never authorized in the Constitution. You're to take care of yourself and your family. That's your responsibility. Paul writes in 1 Timothy, he talks about that. Taking care of the widows and taking care of your own. Specifically your own widows, but the obvious implication is those in your family. And if you don't do so, you're worse than an unbeliever and an infidel. You're an infidel and an unbeliever, and you've denied the faith. So here we are. We've got these things in place. And people are, I mean, over in the U.K., Nurse Kate will be able to speak to some of this, because it's far worse than it is here, the push for things. By the way, let me just tell you something to keep your eye on. In the coming days, got information. We're trying to. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's it's true, but I'm wanting to hear it straight from the source. This source came to to Kate and uh, communicated they are moving some 800 paratroopers in the UK. These are like our Navy SEALs, or they uh, maybe we could compare them to the paratroopers in the Air Force, which is like the special forces of the Air Force. They're moving 800 of these young men over to Salisbury in England. All of them are very concerned as to why they're being moved into one location. And some people have theorized that they're looking to take these guys out. Now, I know what the Q people are going to say. Oh, they're there to rescue children. Okay, whatever. But just keep your eyes out on that because we're in these this weird satanic thing. I think it's been going on since the 19th of this month. The days of blood is what they call them and stuff. And we've seen some of the stuff that's come out. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're there to take out these young men. False flag on the horizon? I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me. So just keep your eyes out on that. And if you have people over in that area that can contact me and let me know if you've got a, a member of your family who is part of that and you want to speak to me, that'd be great. Uh, so we can get that out, because I think if we get that out in the open, it will cause anybody who wishes to do them harm to back off, because the light's going to be on them. And that's what we need. Sunshine's the best disinfectant, right? We need the light on them to expose them, and in the process, maybe we'll we'll rescue somebody in that. I, I don't know. Now, there's a thing that I, I told you real quickly 
Um, <clears throat> it's there's there's really one product, but there's 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 two of them that work together. So I'm going to show you these uh, because some people have asked before. Uh, Donald Trump has you know put out this hydro whatever the stuff is. I forget how you pronounce some of this stuff. He's put that stuff out and he said, oh, this is perfectly safe. It's been tested. They've had a lot of uh, success uh, with malaria patients and even with some coronavirus people that they're talking about and knocking this stuff out. Yes, but there are side effects, despite what people say. Go read the documentation on it yourself. This stuff is not necessarily good for your heart or liver. Okay? But this other stuff that I mentioned before is relatively inexpensive sodium chloride. Okay? A couple of drops in some water. They're treating malaria patients and they're recovering within a mere few hours. And it's not toxic to your body. That's the great thing about it. And then you can combine it with the chlorine dioxide. A couple of drops in the water. This stuff knocks out virtually anything that you get in there. I think there's even some guys using it, um, or at least it's been, it's been tested on cancer from what, I'm, what I understand. You can check out more of that, that product at kvlab.com, and then uh, you can go to my friend Bill's site. We're going to have Bill back on, healthforalloflife.com. And this is the stuff you're not being told by Big Pharma because it doesn't make them a lot of money. Because then they don't get to manipulate and make you sick and keep you sick so you keep needing their drugs. And I look, I don't doubt that there are people who work in that industry who actually think they're doing something good. I don't doubt that. But being deceived does not equal good. Uh, it's sodium chloride with a T, uh, free. It's a sodium chloride. And you can pick that up. I mean, a, a little small bottle, 16 ounces, is 65 bucks. I mean, you could treat a whole family with that for 65 bucks. What's it going to cost you to do the hydrochlorine or hydro whatever that stuff is? <laughs> I forget even how you pronounce the stuff that's on there. And this has no side effects to it. And again, they're using this with malaria patients. They're they're treating them with this, and they're recovering within a few hours. Now, mandatory vaccines. This is. Yeah, Bill Gates' dream, he's pumped millions of dollars in it. Don't you think that you want to find out what he's going to get on the on the backside of that? Well, yeah, he's got to push it. And if you think that, that Fauci and all these guys aren't in on it, and yeah, don't trust anything you read or hear. I agree, Joyce. Check it out for yourself. I'm not one here to... Uh, fill you with a dogma and tell you, you must believe this. Look at it. Check it out for yourself. I'm just giving you the information. I'm just giving you the information. We've got tons of articles on sunsolibritymedia.com. You won't believe what's in the vaccines being discussed for mandatory vaccines. Boy, I could give a list of that. Um, in fact, I had that pulled up to deal with a few things here on what's in those things. Recombine it DNA technology, the joining together of DNA molecules from two different species that are inserted into a host organism to produce new genetic combinations. Does that sound like it's something good for your body, people? 
Does that sound like something that you want to put in your body or your kids' bodies? That's what's in the vaccines. They're shot into a host organism to produce new genetic combinations that are of a value to science, medicine, agriculture, and industry. I don't know that they're that big of a value to you. Since the focus of all genetics is the gene, the fundamental goal of laboratory geneticists is to isolate, characterize, and manipulate genes. Now, here's the thing. When you go to the store and you get food that is GMO, what is that? Genetically modified organisms. That's what that is. Oh, but Tim, it's helping to feed the world. Well, then why is still half the world starving? It's not about that. The farmers are going out of business, folks. We're to the place where they're trying to make meat in a lab. How do you think that's going to turn out? Like that pink slime they feed your kids if you send them to the public indoctrination centers. Come on, parents. Wake up to what's going on here. Get your kids out of those things. You're going to have to wake up to what they're doing to you. In fact, it reminds me of a, a small documentary I saw where they were showing how what the what the some of these these big corporate owned farms are doing. You see what they do with the chickens? Keep them in the dark. They don't let them roam. Um, they're 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 so they're pumping them full of so many hormones and things like that. These chickens can't even stand on their little skinny legs. They're falling over. They're in their own feces. Then they take the cows and they start feeding the cows corn and they mix in their feces with the corn. And the cows can't digest the corn because that's not what they're designed to eat. They're designed to eat grass. This is what they're feeding us. And we willingly go along with it because we think beef, cow, looks good to me, right? Tastes pretty good. Eat the chicken. We get a bigger chicken for our money. Instead of one that's smaller, that's actually good for us. Or our vegetables, our, I mean, and they're doing it in that too. The vegetables and the fruits and all, they're doing all that stuff in that too. And all of this coincides with what we're being pushed, what's being pushed on us is to kill us. And again, the Bible says the devil comes to do what? What does he come to do? Steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's who's behind this. That's who's behind this. There's a uh, a couple of good sites. Um, one of them is Families for Vaccine Choice. Families for Vaccine Choice. A friend with uh, the lady who runs that site um, on Facebook, and she provides me with a lot of information uh, constantly. And um, boy, the stuff that are that are in these vaccines. For those who are watching. These, this is a list of things from the CDC's own website of literal crap that's in the vaccines. Okay? Number three on the list is fetal bovine serum comes from the blood drawn from a bovine fetus. Yep, you're putting that right in your body. Human serum, albumin. Protein in human blood plasma. Oh, there's several things here. There's like 20 different things. African green monkey kidney. 
Oh, that sounds yummy to put in your body, doesn't it? Chicken fibroblasts. I mean, come on. Chicken embryo cell culture. Maiden Darby canine kidney. Yeast DNA. Yeast protein. These are just some of the things. We also know that they're using murdered babies' cells, their their cells from their bodies. I call them murder babies. I don't call them aborted. We need to we need to start changing the narrative. This is how it's marketed. It is gross, Joni. This is how it's marketed, though. It's marketed that it's okay to, to to kill your baby. They don't tell you that though. They say it's just a blob of flesh. It's it's not really feeling anything, and it doesn't you know. And then we get the the the, the conservatives who want to regulate abortion. They don't want to end it. They say, oh well, we need a, an issue to to you know, a pain thing where the baby can feel pain. Well, we know they feel pain at the, or they have a heartbeat after 18 days or 10 days or whatever the case may be. I don't care about any of that. You can't determine when any of that stuff really happens. The only way you can determine when life begins is to go back at conception. That's it, to be safe. And if you do anything else, you are engaging in murder. I don't care if you're deceived about it, if people have lied to you. It's still murder. Child still loses its life. And God is the one who's given life. And the only reason man has to take life is if that man, that person has committed a capital crime. And they've been judged, and there's two or three witnesses to do that. It's a very serious thing before you take somebody's life. We are to preserve life. Sometimes we may have to take a life to, to save lives that they have an intent on murdering. Okay? That was something that Sergeant York really wrestled with as well. And I want to point you to one last thing. There's got to be some justice done in this because we're running out of time. Check out Bradley's article from yesterday. For five years now, we've heard the president call out corrupt politicians, corrupt politicians that he has, in fact, failed to prosecute. It's not only that. Look at the people he puts up in front of you every day to continue. It doesn't matter what the president says. Look at the people he continues to lead out to tell you every day that we can't lift this thing. We can't we can't reopen America yet because, well, we've been made gods and we have said it as so and you must worship us. That is what it is. It is a worship America. Now, here's the question. You're going to worship the beast or you're going to worship God? The choice is yours, right? A little over 23 hours. We'll be back with you. UK nurse Kate Shimarani will be with us. Health and Wellness Show tomorrow. See ya.